back to another episode of Midnight Muse with me, Matei Lene. I disappeared for a hot sec and I haven't posted since late August, so I guess I'll recap you on what happened. I definitely grew a lot. I learned a lot too about what makes me feel whole by myself and what I deserve. And I know the last time we chatted, I was uh, kind of in the process of burning out and falling out of love with photography, which if you're new here, that's what I do for a living. And I was just in the midst of busy season and dealing with a lot of agitated clients at once and it was just super draining and I think it's part of you know the pandemic has a lot to play in that Um, people are just less patient and more demanding or so that's been the case Um, I think for me and you know talking around seems to be kind of common. I don't know, I've always strived for the idea of having your passion become your job and it's just a difficult balance, I think. I see on social all the time these other photographers that say they feel like they never work a day in their life and I'm like, okay, well, if they're feeling so amazing about their job 24-7, why do I sometimes feel like utter shit, you know? And at the end of the day, you know, a job is a job and there will be ups and downs. I forget that sometimes. I definitely forgot it the past couple months and, you know, social media is a massive highlight reel. I felt like something was wrong with me instead of taking a step back and being like, okay, well, not every day is going to be fully 100. You're going to struggle if you want to grow. And that's something I definitely forgot in the heat of the moment. I was just really discouraged and drained. Alright, so September comes around and I have a month to find a new place to live because my roommate ended up buying out our lease. Her and her boyfriend ended up buying a house. So I had to scramble to find a new place and I was torn between Chicago and Milwaukee. I thought I had half a year left to decide between the two. So for reference, my boyfriend of two and a half years is based in Milwaukee and he has to be in Milwaukee for a couple more years at least for work. All my clients are in Chicago and I don't know, I just, I love that city in general. I was touring apartments while I was starting up an ad agency with my brother and I had 29 shoots that month, including weddings. So I was working weekends, I was working all day, every day. I did not have one day off and it was wild. I was exhausted physically and emotionally and mentally, really struggling to separate my head from my heart and figuring out where I wanted to live. So I ended up putting um, down a payment for a place in Chicago that I really loved. It was going to be more expensive, but I felt like my business revenue would definitely outpace the cost, which I have faith that it would have, and maybe someday it will. A couple of days later, I got cold feet while I was in Colorado for work, and keep in mind, this is literally like four or five days out from when our lease ends and I have to be moved out by. So I was at lunch with my mom and I FaceTimed a place in Milwaukee for a tour and put down a payment basically within 24 hours with only four days left to go at my old apartment. So I fly back like 
Two days later, move to Milwaukee. I had an intern from Minnesota come like the day after I moved. So it was all just boom, boom, boom. I got settled in and actually started a new part-time swim coaching job for a club team. And I had these bookings that were booked weeks, months ago in Chicago, but now I'm living in Milwaukee. So it is basically a two-hour commute that I had to follow through with these bookings, right? So I was doing 4.45 a.m. commutes in the mornings to Chicago for photography with my intern. Then I would drive back to Milwaukee, work on ad agency stuff until like 5, and then go coach for a few hours and end my day around like 10, 11 because still after coaching, I still had to eat dinner, I still had to edit, and I still had to work on agency stuff so it was like insane but that was my daily routine for all of october i don't recommend i obviously got super burned out from that and it was my final straw so i stopped taking photography bookings i needed to give myself time and space and get settled and regrounded especially after moving if you noticed you probably have i haven't posted a podcast since august 26 and i post maybe one to three times a month now instead of a few times every week and in my time away from posting it's just been such a nice cleanse really I took up a new job that my parents were initially like, why would you take up that job? It's going to take up so much time. I mean, it doesn't really pay much, but it's something that I actually volunteered to do because I wanted to do it so bad. And over the past year, I've thought about when I was happiest and that was probably sophomore, junior, senior year of high school. And so then I started thinking about what those years had in common. I had just built such a great community. I wasn't glued to my phone 24-7. I spent a lot of time in the art rooms at school and I hung out with friends all the time. And so last year, I really gave up on myself and the things we all kind of need as humans. We don't, you know, have to broadcast everything we're doing all the time, nor do we need to do things to appease others. And we all know, I think innately, what our innermost needs are, but we're either too scared to say them aloud or we're pulled in too many different directions that leaves us just stagnant, so then we do nothing. And so when I moved in October, I really felt like I needed to take it upon myself to be really intentional about my move and the way I would transition to a new place, new city, all of that. I've definitely found a home with the team that I'm coaching now, and I think that even if these kids don't continue on to swim college or anything, that they will hopefully have graduated the team with great friendships and the wisdom of what a strong work ethic looks like and feels like. And I've really found that coaching also forces me to break away from my screen and, you know, get me outside and active. Obviously, my job requires a lot of screen time, so it's just great to get a break Um, because I think I went to the eye doctor a month or two ago and my eyesight is very poor very poor (laughs) 
But beyond that, it's, you know, inspired me to take back my health and start cooking and working out again. And really what it comes down to is lifestyle and the way we create habits for ourselves. My break from posting and podcasting really taught me how to be more present and that we really don't need to impress others and update each other every second of every day about whatever we're doing. It's so much more freeing to do something for yourself and keep life's best moments close to yourself, you know? I've been told before that I don't really share much about my romantic relationships and yes, I'm well aware of this fact. I think it's because I don't really feel the need to update my network about what's going on there. You know, I know we're solid. He knows we're solid. So what need is there? to let everyone else know every day what's going on with us. It's not something I feel I have a hard time sharing. Um, Ask me, I'll tell you straight up, but it's not like I have to broadcast it 24-7 because I've been there before in relationships where for some reason I felt the need to brag about a significant other to the world and maybe it was more so the fact that I was just excited to have a boyfriend. I don't know. But one, who really cares other than ourselves? And two, what validation do we get from broadcasting it? It's such a beautiful and lovely thing to be happy with a relationship and excited about it and to share it with the world sometimes. But it can be problematic, I think, when we start to seek outside validation on social media instead of just keeping it between you and your partner, you know? I feel like many of us, if not most of us, have some part of us that feels like we have to justify everything to our followers. And a lot of the time, we don't even know these people in real life. So why do we feel this immense pressure to justify all of our reasoning and decisions to people that are likely just tapping through mindlessly for their daily social media fix, you know? It's probably more peaceful and pleasurable for us to just do things for ourselves and keep them close to our hearts. I don't know about you guys, but I personally haven't posted my darkest days on social, the days when I can't make it out of bed and I shy away from talking to anyone and everyone. Nobody sees those days. They only see the posts where I'm celebrating starting a new company with my brother and celebrating milestones. But surprise, surprise, I spend a lot of days and nights really struggling with the pandemic and worrying about making it financially, just like so many other people. And my brother and I have been in heated arguments that haven't made it to social media. I've questioned whether starting this business is for me. And along the way, with some inward searching, I've found that I might have a knack for it, but I'm only starting to kind of realize that, I guess. But I mean, nobody ever sees that struggle because that's just not what we post. And so the issue with social is that we get into these habits where we let our minds think that many people and businesses have become these overnight successes. And while that may be the case, sometimes we fail to recognize that it's likely taken them many years of hard work to get to the level that we see them at and we catch the ending and compare it to like our start or beginning they have probably spent months or years building something that we had no idea how much time and effort it took if you think about the years of school or classes or time spent 
for them to perfect their value prop, chances are that it wasn't just a 24-hour ordeal. Don't forget that everyone's success story has a lot more in the pages than the cover is showing. Mm, that was kind of good. Good analogy, Maddie. <laughs> I guess after taking a step back from shooting, I'm rekindling the fire and feel so much more intentional about how I want to move forward with photography. And, you know, when I talked about taking a break from photography, there was the question, how will you pay for things and what will you do about rent? But personally, I guess it made a little more sense for me to dip more into my savings account than to keep pulling from an empty well. It is me. I am the well. <laughs> but for real, like there's always going to be more business to chase. Why would I leave myself empty and suffer when I can just rejuvenate, come back 100% with a fresh mindset? And a lot of us are probably entrepreneurs, right? And so a result of that naturally is just putting our business first instead of prioritizing what we need at the most basic level. I figured this out when I was constantly posting stories, apologizing for taking weekends off. Weekends, like come on, who apologizes for taking a weekend off? Clients aren't working on the weekend and many of us shouldn't either like none of us should work on the weekends if we can help it we need to rest and i had clients calling me i kid you not at 10 11 p.m and texting me at like 6 a.m demanding responses and responses respond respond yep responses whoa <laughs> and i responded because I didn't set boundaries for myself. I became my work and that's awful. So if you have a business of your own, you know, obviously have great customer service and all, but remember to set your boundaries. People will absolutely steamroll right over you if you give them a chance. It's not going to kill them to wait to respond in a couple hours. When your workday starts, get your workout in, eat your breakfast, take your dog out, and then respond. The answer will still be the same. You're fine. As always, I've pulled some quotes to chat about and today I have three. This one goes back to sharing on social and whether we should keep some things to ourselves or not. So it goes, your life isn't yours if you always care what someone else thinks. All right, so you know how a lot of us have probably thought like, wow, it would be so nice to be an influencer and you just have social media and work with cool brands and that would be just such a sick job. Well, here's the catch that they don't tell you. Your life is always in the hands of your followers. I know people that are full-time influencers and they always talk about, you know, this pressure to make decisions based on what they think will perform well or what their followers will prefer them to do and they're obsessed with continuing to grow their account and like to be blunt that's just so stinking shitty like beyond that it's lonely in conversations with these creators they've spoken about how lonely it can be with having to shed friendships that have come to use them for their social status and ranking and one of my friends actually has even said that people who she hasn't connected with in years have reached out in the past asking to all of a sudden be friends with her and ask her to tag them. So I don't know, I'd imagine it's just difficult to suss out who is genuine and who is interested in your follower account. 
And it's a cool job for sure, but the other perspective is that their income is based on what other people think, you know? That's how they land partnerships, based on how much their followers love them, and obviously they're going to post the stuff that they know their followers will eat up. Instead of posting the things they really, really want to post, and it's a whole nother ballgame of censorship. And so the next time you start to envy an influencer's life, I guess I challenge you to consider the confines that they're living under. Of course, there's exceptions, but for the most part, I have a feeling that that's the situation many influencers find themselves in. Okay, so here's the second one. Be a good person, but don't waste your time proving it. Alright, fact of the matter is that there's this thing called performative allyship and activism, and you probably noticed it a lot during the Black Lives Matter movement, and it's just basically when people post on social media their support for a cause, and the motive is usually to basically come across as a good person, and it goes back to us constantly feeling like we need to explain ourselves to our followers and constantly update the world. Think about how many people posted black squares on Instagram during the blackout and haven't done anything since. Did they hold space for people that needed it? Did they educate themselves about the cause? Did they donate to organizations that properly support marginalized groups? Did they implement change into their daily lives? Chances are, they probably didn't, but they posted the black square because they wanted to be perceived as an ally. And that's dangerous. And so my point is that we live in a time where we're so caught up in how people perceive us that we're like not even really willing to do the work for the things that actually matter. And that's really messed up. I understand wanting to fit in and we're just so scared of being canceled that many of us are too scared to give a real authentic opinion and as a result we tread lightly and groupthink. The movers and shakers think for themselves so my hope is that sometime in the future we learn to live with more grace for each other and work to understand varying opinions. I also hope that someday we don't have to refrain from sharing our opinions for fear of being canceled. And I really hope that someday there will be less performative allyship and activism and just this abundance of people working offline to create the best version of themselves where they are actually living out their words and putting them in action. And the final piece, I think, is that we really feel comfortable in stepping into our own shoes and not being afraid to have an opinion and take a stand and back it and be open-minded to people who might think a little bit differently than us and we get so scared of taking any stand that we don't take a stand and i think that's most dangerous of all all right so wrapping up my final quote for tonight is this. A long time ago, I learned to not explain things to people. It misleads them into thinking they're entitled to know everything I do. That is from Lisa Klepas. Klepas? Klepas. I probably butchered her last name, but thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Alright, so I guess I'll leave you all with this food for thought. You know, just consider these things before you update the world on your current status. 
Are they entitled to know what you're doing? Why do you feel the need to explain this to them? What then will you have to explain to them next? It's a crazy world we live in, so remember that the only person that you really have to impress is yourself, and if you're religious, I guess think about living true to your god or gods or greater being and what they would want for you. You are not obligated to anyone beyond yourself. That's all I got, guys. Welcome back and have a great rest of your week.